0: Everybody was cool
1: Podcast platform at the American of the United States right? yeah. comes from China. And the reason I'm starting this off with uh Stephen Chow's parody of kung
0: fu fighting, kung fu fighting, is I was listening today to. Ted Cruz on um, some Fox show. Uh, it was a, a video clip on YouTube, actually, from a Fox show, because I don't really care for Fox News that much. But he and he said that <laughs> he said that in one of Biden's executive orders. Biden has banned the use of the terms China virus and Wuhan virus. Now, I don't know how he can enforce this. Obviously, it's a symbolic gesture. But the thing of the matter is, when this virus first took off, Uh, First, before it became pandemic, when it was still mainly overseas and Trump did his uh, travel ban from China, the source of the virus, Wuhan, you know, first of all, you know, Biden called him xenophobic, racist, all these things because he was banning travel from China, the epicenter of the virus. But you can, and I'll find a a YouTube video, and I'll link it in the description uh, on YouTube and Rumble. But there are all sorts of media outlets calling this virus the Wuhan virus. And some called it the China virus, even. But when Trump started saying it, then it became racist, To refer to the virus that way. The Spanish flu was called the Spanish flu. Still is called the Spanish flu. And for some reason that's not racist. But because Donald Trump said something. Now it's xylophonic to uh, call this the Wuhan virus. Even though that's what the media called it for. A month or more. In fact, they changed the name up so many times. I thought there were multiple viruses. Because I don't watch cable news. I'm like, am I gonna get am I gonna get the Wuhan virus? Am I gonna get the coronavirus? Am I gonna you know, what the frick? Settle on one name, people. But you can't talk about the virus without talking about Government relief, government stimuli packages. Uh there, are, folks. This is going to be tied up in knots in Washington, con, uh, congressional and senatorial BS forever. Just like, you know, before the election Trump was yelling, "Give everyone $2,000. Send me a bill that says $2,000 checks to every American. I'll sign it today." But the Democrats packed the COVID relief bill with all sorts of pork barrel they knew Republicans wouldn't vote for. Now, I don't know what game the senators these 10 Republican senators are playing. But this is their proposal Uh, from the Washington Post. And there are a few other articles, and they're all about the same. Ten Senate Republicans propose compromise COVID relief package posing challenge for Biden. Um, I think the tiddlywinks they're trying to play here is Biden says he wants unity and he wants to, you know, Bring Republicans and Democrats and whoop-de-doo's to the to the table. It wants everybody to hold their hands and work together. Uh, so the article goes on to say, ten Republican senators announced plans Sunday to release an appro- approximately six hundred billion dollar coronavirus relief package. As a counter proposal to President Biden's $1.9 billion, one point nine billion dollar or trillion dollar plan posing a test for the new president who campaigned on campaigned as a bipartisan deal maker, the senators led by Susan Collins, Republican Maine, said they would formally unveil the package Monday in a letter to Biden. They requested to meet with him and said they were offering their proposal in recognition of his calls for unity. So there you go. They want to play tiddlywinks with this term unity and say, well, can't we unite behind a COVID relief bill? Now, in a perfect world... And Washington, D.C. is not. $1.9 trillion and $600 billion are two opposite ends of $1 trillion, right? The two sides would come together and pass a $1 trillion bill, which is a heck of a lot of money. But this bill needs to be aimed at getting the economy reopen. We were promised in the campaign by President Biden and some Republicans, I think Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio were two of them, a two thousand dollar stimulus check. We got six hundred dollars, and they said, Well, your other fourteen hundred will come later. Now some Democrats want um A $2,000 check period and also they want to give a couple thousand bucks a month to everybody uh, as long as the pandemic is going on folks the easiest way to get the uh, economy going again is to just frickin reopen because nothing is slowing the spread of this virus Nothing. Okay, we have the mask mandates in place. Alright? It's not slowing it down. Uh, The virus, just like all other coronaviruses, is uh, mutating and has new forms. Uh, The vaccine, which, you know, seems to be effective, but Some people are getting sick from it, although their symptoms are, quote, mild, and there have been a few people that have died, and Congress is now asking the CDC for a number of people that have died after getting the injection, but this goes, let's just focus on this stimulus stuff. Um... The details of a Republican plan, it says, goes on to say, their move comes as Democrats prepare to move forward on Monday to set up a bipartisan path forward for Biden's relief bill, which Republicans dismissed as overly costly, given some $4 trillion Congress has already uh, committed to fighting the pandemic, including $900 billion in December. Well, hey, Congress, you guys shut down the economy. Well, actually, President Trump did, and governors did. You guys shut us down. Either get the hell out of the way, or do your fricking jobs. This is our tax dollars. Anyways, uh, the GOP proposal jettisons certain elements that have drawn Republican opposition, such as increasing the federal minimum wa- minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. That's not COVID relief. That's just given. That's a, that's hurting low-income people more than anything. Earn your way out of minimum wage, not legislate. Uh, it also re- would reduce the size of stimulus checks from $1,400 to $1,000. Huh-uh. Huh-uh. I, I mean, I, I have no say in this, but that's bullcrap. Uh, reduce the checks from $1,400 to $1,000. Yeah, that's real smart, Republicans. That's going to get you a lot of votes from working people that are SOL because of your... Sol policies, the six hundred dollar, six hundred billion dollar plan. I think it's twenty three percent the size of Biden's plan. So really, the compromise should be somewhere in the middle of that. Get rid of the fifteen hundred or fifteen dollar minimum wage, uh, which is just a law. It's not they're not giving everybody 15 dollars an hour. That the that falls to the business owners and other people. Like small towns that have uh government employees that work for minimum wage. Well, anyway. Um this goes on to, or I go on to say you know, you take out that $15 minimum wage. You increase the size of the checks back to the $1,400 were owed or maybe $2,000. Um, and there you go. Go somewhere in the middle and come up with a $1 trillion deal. It's still a lot of money. But look, man, you know... The, it says right here, the White House is pushing its plan amid signs of a broader economic slowdown and a continued wave of enormous unemployment claims close to one million last week. The emergence of the United states emergence in the United States of the highly transmittable virus variants has also intensified fears shutdowns will be necessary. Uh, So, you've got this idea that you may have another round of mandated government closing of the economy, which is scary beyond belief, Um, because you're talking going beyond recession. We're really... I feel in a depression right now almost, Um, but we won't call it that because I'm not an economic exploit, but with what he's doing with fracking, natural gas and oil in this country, with what's going on with this virus, and let's face it, I mean, some people just can't work because if you or your family member gets the virus gets diagnosed, you're quarantined for two weeks. Well, you're, you know, the person who is diagnosed is quarantined until they're better and a family member in their home is quarantined for 14 days to find out if they caught the virus from their family member happened to one of my mom's co-workers, her husband, who's a pansy, but anyway, he got diagnosed with the virus. The county health department called his job and said he's quarantined for two weeks or until he's over the virus. And then... Anyone that came in contact with him was quarantined. Also, they called his wife's business, place of work, and told them she couldn't come into work for two weeks because she was quarantined. So this is how much the government is stepping on our rights. Somebody who doesn't even show symptoms, they aren't even allowed to go... And the wife couldn't even go get a test to see if she had the virus. She had to be mandatorily out of work for two weeks and sit at home. That hurts the economy because it's happening to hundreds of thousands of people. And by the way, speaking of hundreds of thousands of people, humanoids, whatever you want to call them. What happened to the, pardon me, what happened to the, uh, the ticker that used to run along the side of the screen on CNN that counted the number of people worldwide and in the United States that were diagnosed with the virus? and the number of people who had died from the virus. That has mysteriously disappeared. Uh, Remember they critiqued Donald Trump for saying the virus was going to disappear. Well, hey, at least he made CNN's death counter clock disappear. This is also so stinking funny. I had to see it with my own four eyes. I had been hearing the last couple of days that there's a double mask mandate. Well, there is not. Is snot. But they have, they asked Dr. Fauci, well, what about these people that are wearing two masks now? You know, some people are doubling and tripling up on masks. And I'm like, huh? What good is that supposed to do? Um Now, they have changed their tune and said that uh these cloth masks that are being mass produced, and everybody was buying them up, and, you know, you can pull it up and pull it down and whatever. They say those aren't as effective, that... You really have to have <laughs> a surgical strength uh, triple layered mask. and but anyways, Dr. Fauci was saying, or was asked, you know well, what about these people now that are double masking? Is that effective?" And he said, "Well, yeah, you know, what you're doing is you know decreasing you know droplets from spreading. And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh." So what some people have been doing is they take the crappy cloth masks that don't protect shit from apple butter, and they put it over the medical mask, so they're double masking. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. All I know is none of this is stopping the spread. Um, you know... Keeping people locked indoors early on in the spring of last year probably made it worse because like Bobby Boucher's mama said, happiness comes down from magical rays of sunshine that pick us up when we're feeling blue and the virus has caused a lot of suicides, a lot of drug overdoses, alcohol overdoses, divorces. Uh, abuse of my, all kinds, and mental stress on kids that are kept away from schools and their friends. So that's what the lockdowns got us. But in all seriousness, also, the, the sun gives you vitamin D. And everyone that is diagnosed with COVID has a vitamin D deficiency. I can't say everyone. But I read a report that a lot of people, or I may have heard a report, a lot of people with COVID also have a vitamin D deficiency. And vitamin D is um, a natural antidepressant, and it's also a natural immune uh, booster. So locking us in our houses during the sunniest part of the year may well have led to the outbreak or increased number of cases during the coldest weather time of the year when flus and colds and things typically spread because our immune systems got decreased thanks to no sunshine and magical rays of happiness from mr vitamin d anyhow more fun for President Trump. Poor guy can't catch a break. Now the mainstream press is going to give you a different opinion on this but I'm going to give you mine because it's my freaking podcast. Trump imp- impeachment lawyers depart nine days before trial. United Press International uh... january thirty first twenty twenty one former president donald trump has parted ways with several of the lawyers set to defend him at the impeachment trial with just one more week set to begin butch bowers and deborah Barbier, a pair of south carolina lawyers who were expected to lead trump's legal team for his second impeachment trial departed The team with a Trump advisor, or pardon me, departed the team in what a Trump advisor said was a mutual split. In addition, attorneys Johnny Gasser, Greg Harris, uh, also from South Carolina, and Josh Howard of North Carolina were also no longer involved in the case, so I don't know who Trump's going to get to defend him. Um, it doesn't look like the Democrats are going to have the two thirds that it takes to um, um, crap uh, convict him. He's already been impeached by the House one two hundred thirty two votes. 197. I think one Democrat switched sides and a couple Republicans switched teams. But for the most part, it was a party line vote. Uh, In the Senate, I do believe it was Ted Cruz, or it was either Cruz, Rubio, or Hawley, endorsed uh, uh, something to throw the conviction hearing out the door because Trump is no longer president. Which makes sense. The Senate only has the power to convict and remove a sitting president. So why are they going forward with this other than you know the Democrats think it's going to get them brownie points or something. But at this point they know that one they can't win this fight they just don't have the votes to convict him secondly they they can't stop him from running in 2024 so wasting time i don't know who is going to defend donald trump i have no idea the legal team wanted to take this approach that this was unconstitutional because Trump is no longer a sitting president. Pardon me. I got indigestion. Uh, I love this raw, uncut podcast. The uh, That was going to be the, the stance that Trump's team took. There's nothing in the Constitution that says... The Senate can convict a private citizen. There's nothing in the Constitution that says the Senate can convict a private citizen who used to be president. That's why this makes no sense. The whole point of impeachment in the House and potential conviction in the Senate is to remove a sitting president from office. It's not to rub dirt in someone's face and play "ha ha, we gotcha." So I don't, I don't have any idea why this is continuing. Uh, it makes no sense at all. Uh, the and I think this is why the Trump legal team broke up. You know, I'm sure Trump wanted to take the path that I didn't cause the. Ride at the Capitol. The things I said weren't my fault. It was Antifa and the LiarCon Project instigators putt- pretending to be uh, MAGA supporters. Um, we know for a fact that there were some MAGA supporters, there were some right wing extremists, there were some Antifa. There were people from all political factions running around the White House that day. Some of them legitimately were crazy and need to be locked up and did have ill intentions towards members of Congress, and they have to be prosecuted and locked away. There are some, however, that just followed the crowd and were... Onlookers. There were some who wanted to send a message but didn't intend on harming anyone. They just wanted to run in and carry on, like uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington or something like that uh, on the house floor, like, you know, thinking that they're going to be in like a, a movie. That real life is like the movies and I can go to the House floor and give this impassioned speech, or we can run around and yell crazy shit at Senators and House members, and whatever the hell they were thinking. And then there were some that truly had ill will, and they need to go to jail. I don't in any way endorse what those dummies did that day, okay? If you were outside the Capitol, standing on the steps, Standing along the walkway that surrounds the building. That's fine. That's your constitutional right. But the people that ran in and destroyed things. People that stole things. No. You were ignorant and you deserve everything you get. Did Trump incite this with his rhetoric weeks before? I don't think so. I'm as much a Trump guy as anybody. But I stayed away because I didn't want to get caught up in anything. Did Trump incite a riot that started as he was giving his speech when it takes 20 minutes to walk from where he was speaking to the Capitol? And the riot was starting as he was talking. And then some people from the rally from where his speech was taking place. Some of those people made their way to the Capitol, and some people I know that were at that speech just went home. There were people there that said a lot of us just dispersed and went and looked at monuments or just went home after his speech was over. We were just there to hear Trump's speech. So, you know, Trump said peacefully walk to the Capitol, peacefully march to the Capitol. He said, you're going to have to fight for your rights like you've never fought before. Every senator, congressman that I've ever heard run for office says, I'm fighting for the little man. I'm going to take my cane because I'm an elderly old codger and I'm going to shake it. And I'm going to fight for the little man. So the term fighting for your rights, or hell, it was a Beastie Boys song. Remember, fight for your right to party? Sorry about that. Uh, you know, that's nothing new. Politicians saying, you've got to fight for your rights, or I'm going to fight for your rights. That didn't instigate that riot. So... I moments before the Wirecon Project. I mean, Lincoln Project. And this is a group of uh, pissy diaper Republicans, former Republicans, people that we kind of ran out of the party. They'll say they left the party Uh, I know Matt Borges was one of these people. He was the Ohio Republican chairman. He was ousted by one vote, actually, as Ohio Republican chairman. Uh, He has since been charged in a $60 million Ohio bribery scandal. Uh, Luckily for us in Ohio, Jane Temkin uh, is the Ohio Republican chairwoman uh, replaced, um, Dingbat, I just said, Matt Borges, and also, um, she was recently re-elected chairwoman this year, but the Lincoln Project has a video out attacking Senator Josh Hawley, and I'm not going to link this. In my descriptions, because I'm not going to give them any more. Hold on. I'm not going to give them any more publicity than I already have. <clears throat> Sorry for the dead air, but I had to refire my stogie, waving it around, uh, was causing it to go out. Uh, Okay, Newsweek is reporting a new Lincoln Project video attacks Josh Hawley for role in Capitol riot. Uh, In quotes, it says, you did this. The latest Lincoln Project video highlights Missouri Senator Josh Hawley's role in inciting violence that took place at the U.S. Capitol January 6th, showing clips of police officers being attacked and repeatedly blasting the GOP lawmaker with, You did this. And then in the article, there's this picture of a makeshift gallows. in front of the Capitol Capitol building is pretty far off in the distance actually, but they make it look like it's in front of the Capitol building. The anti Trump group has released its newest video Sunday with the blunt message toward Josh Hawley, a sedition caucus member who at ardently supported the effort to overturn President Joe Biden's election win. I want to put a correction in here. I skipped a word in this sentence. It says the conservative, anti-Trump group. They are not conservatives. Okay. Okay. Some of the things that uh, their member or former member Matt Borges lobbied for were like legalization of weed in Ohio. Uh, he during the 2016 election he set up a fake Twitter account w- from his wife's cell phone, wasn't even man enough to use his own cell phone, had to hide behind his wife's cell phone. Uh, uh, and it was an anti Trump Twitter account. Anyways, the article goes on to say You did this, Josh Hawley, the Lincoln Project declared, showing images of Trump supporters crushing a D.C. police officer with his shield and swinging a noose, a swinging noose placed outside the Capitol January 6th. Hawley did. Dec- uh, Gained nationwide infamy after a photograph went viral which showed him raising a clenched fist in solidarity with protesters just hours after the deadly attack. So, I truthfully have not seen that photograph. And what group of protesters was he standing with? Was he standing with the patriots who just stood outside and waved flags? Or was he standing with the actual rioters? Because there's a difference. And I don't see how he... What the Democrats and left wing and these uh, phony Republicans are saying is that when him and Ted Cruz signed off on those objections to President Trump's or to the Electoral College votes that they were helping incite this riot. That's part of what they uh, imply or what uh, they have implied, okay? I don't follow the Lincoln Projects. I know they're full of shit. Now, what i say? I do follow them and troll them on Twitter, Because I know they're full of shit. And they want the Republican Party to be back to this wishy-washy, middle-of-the-road. We're just going to be the big tent party that appeals to everybody party. And there's nothing wrong with appealing to everyone. Trump was not a typical Republican or conservative. But the thing is, Republicans and conservatives in general have changed with the times, okay? But these guys want to go a step further, and they just want to get elected, the people that are going to help them, help, uh, what's Derelict's name? I wrote it down. Rick, uh, somebody. I didn't write name down. Shit. Well, anyways. Rick, whoever. uh, One of the guys of the Lincoln Project. Let's see if I can find it. Because I just searched his name. Rick Wilson. Right? They just want to get their people elected, which they were oh for 6 in Senate campaigns this last go-round. Uh, yeah, Rick Wilson, founder of the Lincoln Project. Uh, he was actually part of Rudy Giuliani's team when Rudy was mayor of New York. And Rudy was not a typical... Conservative. He was very moderate on a lot of things, but he was tough on lowering taxes. He was tough on crime and things of that nature. Uh, now, the Lincoln Project wants to sue him. In uh, Business Insider's reporting, Lincoln Project threatens to sue, threatens Rudy Giuliani. with legal action after he linked the group to the Capitol riot. Um, Giuliani on the Steve Bannon podcast said that there were members of the Lincoln Project dressed as MAGA supporters uh, at the Capitol riot. I don't know if that's true. Giuliani said he can't Reveal the name of his source because it's an anonymous source, but he said it's somebody who used to work for, well, right here's the quote. Because we have that from uh, anonymous sources, but he worked in the past for Utah Senator Mitt Romney. So their anonymous source used to work for Mitt Romney. Uh, Founder of the Lincoln Project, Steve Schmidt. Uh, said, told at PMS NBC on Saturday, he was thrilled at the prospect of not only suing Giuliani for defamation, but also going after Trump and Bannon. So these guys are just out to the line their pockets with lawsuit money. Uh, Bannon knows he's going to get sued by us also, and he is. And so is Donald Trump who is Giuliani's client. Rudy Giuliani is acting on his behest. In other words, he's acting on Trump's behest. Um, So Schmidt added that, added, but look, it's very difficult to sue somebody for defamation or libel in the United States, but our lawyers are telling us that Giuliani is well across the line, so, we've got, so we're thrilled about this. They just want to sue Giuliani and take down Trumpism. Folks, they can't win elections. That's what they're pissy about. Um, some local Republican parties have passed a pro-Trumpism re- uh, re- resolution because they acknowledge that the future of the party isn't you know jumping to the left and being democrat light it's being a populist party which means having conservative values because the country is center right in its values and its opinions it's not a left leaning liberal environmentalist uh kill off unborn babies as a form of birth control country and Trumpism is like the Reagan revolution Reagan revolution took a lot of people out of the GOP that were not conservative Uh, it took it brought in however working-class people sound familiar Trump brought a lot of union votes, a lot of working people voters to his base, to the Republican party. He brought more African Americans, Latinos. He got be- he got more votes among suburban women, African Americans, uh, Latinos than any Republican president. You name the demographic, he got more votes ...than any Republican president in recent memory... ...in every category across the board. Uh, He actually lost a few white male voters. But he he gained 11 million votes from his previous election. If Biden really did get this 75 or 80 million votes or whatever... ...it's because there was an equally big anti Trump movement of people that were oh he said mean things about Rosio fat ass on Twitter. He's mean. We believe the liars on the lame stream media that say he's a racist. Oh guy's got more black friends than anybody I know. And I've got more black friends than anyone I know. <laughs> but in, <laughs> You know, Oprah, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, never called Trump racist when he was giving money to Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton's charities. Oprah never called him a racist when he was pumping up ratings on her talk show. And if he would have been in bed with the Lincoln Project and done pay to play... They probably wouldn't be calling him bad names either. Just my opinion. And if Daryl at the Lincoln Project want to threaten me with a lawyer, they probably won't because there's like three people that listen to this podcast. Nah, actually, I got quite a few followers on every Twitter or on every platform except the one that actually pays me. But anyway... um. I know my First Amendment rights, I know my opinions, and I know freedom of political speech. At least we have that for the time being. But, frankly, the Lincoln Project's full of shit. And there are people that just are out for power, out to line their pockets because they're all lobbyists. And they want the Republican Party to be democrat light. Mitt Romney and John McCain got their asses handed to them because they couldn't spark a fire under anyone's ass to get out there and vote for them. People say, well, why should I vote for Mitt Romney? Well, I don't know, because he's not Barack Obama. Well, what's Barack Obama done so bad he gave us all health care? Oh, but that's a bad thing for you. I, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Mittens... Did Mittens come along before socialized medicine or AFT? It doesn't matter. I got my timelines all messed up. But, you know, Mitt Romney stood there and couldn't go toe-to-toe with Obama. The first debate he did. And then the second debate, for some reason, he backed off. But he was supposed to be the big tent guy. The big... Um, you know, the the guy that appealed to everybody. Pardon me, that's the term I'm looking for. For a long time, the Republican Party sought out a presidential candidate that would appeal to everyone. Well, there's only been one person that's been able to pull that smoke and mirror show off, and that was Bill Clinton in 1992. Bill Clinton won in 1996 because... Bob Dole was just a bad candidate. I like Bob. I met him several times, had dinner with him. He's a great guy, was a great guy, God rest his soul. But he didn't appeal to people. He was elderly, and people look at that and go, why do we want to vote for that? Well, <laughs> 80 million people voted for... Biden, but you never got to look at him because he never left his basement. (laughs) But, you know, people looked at Bob Dole and they looked at, you know, young, energetic Bill Clinton, and they voted for Clinton. You know, uh, Steve, is it Steve Miller? Wait, no, Dennis Miller. Steve Miller's the band. Dennis Miller said, you know, Presidents used to be somebody I looked up to. You know, Reagan was older and wiser. I look at Bill Clinton and I go, hey, that's the guy who used to tap the keg. You know, that that, that but that was the baby boomer generation. You know, Bill Clinton was the baby boomer's JFK. Um, and, you know, the baby boomers were just, you know, getting out of high school and... Things in high school when JFK was assassinated Uh, but this was like the first president that was their age was Bill Clinton he was from their generation that's why you know when the vast majority of the country sees you as their peer that gives you a pretty good edge in a presidential election when they can look at you and see themselves But anyways, that's a whole nother thing. I just got a little bit off on a mental tangent there. But thank you guys for listening uh, and watching. And uh, improvements are coming. I ordered a new laptop. And uh, I may even invest in some editing software uh, and stuff like that. So God bless you all. Pray for one another. Pray for our leaders, even trashy ones like, well, Rick William, Rick Wilson and this Schmidt guy in charge of the Lincoln Project aren't leaders, but pray for the Lincoln Project too. God bless us one and all, even Tiny Tim or something like that. See y'all next time. Thank y'all for listening. If I can get my damn technology to work, I'll play you out with a tune.